This is the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. Since the dawn of creation, man has been fascinated by stories. Tales of good and bad, heroes and villains of myths and monsters. Tales of daring, do-bad and good-luck tales. And once in a while, when the stars align, out of the rich tapestry of yards comes a legend. This is the legend of Nick and Joe. The Legend of Nick and Joe by Nick Bowden and Joe Listerstream. Chapter 1 The land became fertile again. The cycle of death and darkness ended. And so does my story. Now, with my story entertained or enchanted, you may show your appreciation in any way you see fit, but particularly with money. Master Merling, Master Merling, can you tell another story? I'm afraid, little girl, that my storytelling has finished for today. In any case, my audience has gone. If you wish, you can find me here tomorrow. And... Oh, please, Master Merling. Ah, very well, then. Just a quick story. Now, which tales shall I tell you? Uh, you will have heard them all before, I'll bet. I, I know just the story. This one, little girl. Uh, what is your name, by the way? Little girl. Well, right then. Little girl, I've got just the tale for you. This story has never been told by me or anyone else. How about that, then? A brand new story, just for you. This tale is called Death Becomes Her. Is it about a princess? Uh, not quite, little girl. In fact, there's barely any women in it at all. If anything, you are the only real female character. What? Uh, nothing. This particular tale concerns two young men called Nick Bowden and Joe Lister Streep. Now, from appearances alone, no one would ever suspect that they were both wizards. And they weren't. No, Nick and Joe were writers. What did they write? Mainly sitcoms. What's a sitcom? That's shorthand for situation comedy. A comedy revolving around a particular location or premise featuring a handful of regular characters. And Look, it, it, it's not really important. In the meantime, though, they had many wacky adventures. We begin the story as Nick and Joe meet with a television executive. Television? I'll explain later. We'll join Nick and Joe during an exciting conversation about all the that. No, Joe, I don't think you understand the fundamental principle of it. It's all Bran. Yeah, right. Got that. And what else? No! No, nothing else. That's it. Mr. Bowman and Mr. Lindsay Streak. No, um, it's... Uh... Valerie's ready to see you now. We'll continue this discussion later. Now, if you'd like to follow me. Valerie, your 11 o'clock is here. Thank you, Timothy. Tiffany? Be gone. 
Boys, 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 I'm looking for a good time. Boys, 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 get ready for my love. Pleased to meet you. Is it Nick and uh, Joe, is it? <laughs> um, actually, it's the other way around. Oh, I do beg your pardon. Nick and Joe. No, no, it's the uh, other... Valerie Jones, please take a seat. There isn't any... Oh, don't worry about that. It's just a figure of speech. So, tell me a bit about yourselves. Well, I'm Joe, and I run the unofficial Dave Benton Phillips Appreciation Society. And I'm Nick, and I'm the only surviving member of the unofficial Dave Benton Phillips Appreciation Society. So, how long have you been writing together? Yep. Writing. We definitely have been. If anything, we write too much. Yeah. I mean, you just try and stop us writing. <laughs> like many a good writing partnerships, our minds are completely on the same level, but like, totally on another level. Check this out. Joe, think of a thing. Yeah? Right. Now say it after three. One, two, three. Microwave. Apple. Well, anyway. No, 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 wait, hang on. No, it didn't work. Right. <clears throat> Do it again, Joe. One, two, three. Screwdriver. Turn. Shelf. Concrete. Tape. Unicycle. Turpentine. Dinosaur. Chair, toilet. Anal plug. Bacterial vaginosis. Beans. The beans. Beans. Gonorrhea. Beans. Afro-Caribbean. Beans. Pediatrician. Decathlon. Linda Bellingham. Copper wire. Betamax video cassette. Extractor fan. Ping barbecue bacon box master meal. Double glazing. Cocoa pops. Frogs born. Shaving foam. Fun size Milky Way. Penguin. Dimethyl dicarbonate. Yes. You see? It's like one mind, Valerie. One mind. Look, we'll do it again. Um, I think I get the idea. Um, tell me about, uh, uh, what's it called again? The Legend of Nick and Joe. Uh, what's it about? <laughs> what isn't it about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what is it about? Um, well, it, it's about these two characters, Nick and Joe, and all the wacky adventures they get up to. Like what? All sorts. It's wacky, it's fun, it's crazy, it's outrageous. <laughs> it's a real crazy show where anything goes. Here's a rough draft outline tester for the initial draft of the pilot. Sorry, we only had yellow left in the print cartridge. Yeah, um, sorry, we ran out of everything except red paper. But if you hold it up to the light... What's the plot? Plot? Um, well, it, it's sort of a bit complex, but, um... Well, basically, Nick and Joe go to London. Because they want to go to the BBC. To try and get the comedy series on television. But they have to walk, and, and, and basically, they go the wrong way. <laughs> and they end up circumnavigating the earth. And Nick gets attacked by a sea monster. <laughs> and then Joe gets attacked by a sorcerer. And Nick dies. And Joe dies. Kind of like Only Fools and Horses. But not set in a council flat in Peckham. And with more sea monsters. It makes sense on paper. It doesn't really work on paper. So, so, so wait. Both your main characters die at the end of the pilot. No! <laughs> no! Of course not! They die on page two. Obviously nothing's set in stone yet. Yeah, yeah, I mean... I suppose they could die at the end of the first episode instead. I mean... Nick. Uh, Joe. Uh, actually, it's... I'm um, going to be straight with you. I like you. I like you both. I like your faces. Call it intuition, a sixth sense, brain damage, whatever you like. I'm going to give you a chance. What? I'm giving you a commission. Write me a series by the end of next month and I'll do the rest. Is it really that simple to get on television? No. 
Usually you have to be very rich or already famous. <laughs> but I think my gin's been spiked. <laughs> so, uh, oh, f*** it. <laughs> Let's have a party. Come on. Yeah, come on. Dance, dance. Have some nachos and dip. <laughs> uh, no, thanks. I'm allergic. Have it! And so, Nick and Joe managed to wangle a deal, albeit with a terrifying woman with violent demonic mood swings and possible mental illness. The future was looking orange for Nick and Joe. Soon, everyone in the country would know their names. Right, let's see. Nick Bowshaw, Nick Beesman, Nick Bolden, Nick Bumden. Anything for me? Um... Are you Joe Grifter P? I am now. Oh, it's from my mum. <laughs> oh, this one's addressed to us both. Oh, it's from Valerie. Whoa. What is it? A check. Whoa. I've never seen that many zeros and a check with another number at the start. Dear Joe and Nick. I think she means Nick and Joe. Here is a little something in the way of an advance. By which I mean, it is an advance. Happy writing, Valerie Jones. We're rich! Rich beyond our wildest dreams. Oh, I don't know. Some of my dreams are pretty wild, Joe. Like this one time, I dreamed I was drowning in the sea. And it was so real that when I woke up, my bed was soaking wet. But yeah, yeah, you're right. We are rich. <laughs> what are we going to spend the money on? I wear a new pair of pants every day. I bought some caviar and threw it away. We've got money. Lots of money. We've got money. That is what we have got. I strut round town in a diamond coat. I wipe my bum bum with a 50 pound note. We've got money. Lots of money. We've got money. That is what we have got Uh oh. That's all our money gone. You know, in retrospect, it probably wasn't a good idea to throw wads of cash on that bonfire and dance around it. Naked. Yeah, and that plagiarism lawsuit from the Flying Lizards didn't help either. So hungry. What's that? It's a gas bill. I'm not paying it. I can't. I've maxed out all my credit cards. Even my Tesco club card's been revoked. Well, when have you got to pay it by? Three weeks ago. They said they're going to send people round to break my knees off. Right, well, there's nothing else for it. We're going to have to dip into our emergency fund. Ah. What? Well... Remember when they said that they were going to stop making sugar puffs? No. Well, I panic bought 750,000 packets. What? But they haven't stopped making them. I know that now. So you spent around... One and a half million pounds. Huh? There wasn't even that much in the emergency fund. Uh, well, I mean, at least we'll never run out of sugar Yeah. <laughs> Moulded away. How many? Oh. Mr. Lister Street. Open up. Oh no! What are we going to do? They can never find me. You'll have to speak to them, Nick. I'm going to go and hide in the attic. But... Oh. 
<clears throat> Good evening. Morning. Are you Mr. Lister Streep? I've never heard of Joe Lister Streep in all my days. And in any case, he's not in at the moment. So, uh, sorry, you'll all have to go home again. Mr. Lister Streep is in serious debt. And I have instructions to break off both his knees. Where is he? Wait, surely that's just one instruction? What? Well, you said you have instructions, plural, to break his knees off. But evidently that's just one instruction. Or is it like one instruction per knee? Who trying to quote the law to me? Now, where is Mr. Lister Street? Uh, well... You did what? I panicked. You told him I'd been killed by a dingo. Look, it all pads out. Right. Basically, I heard a scream, went to investigate, saw some dingo tracks around the tent, saw the inside of the tent covered in blood, and told the Australian authorities that the body had been taken. It's watertight, Joe. Watertight. Yeah. Except for four small points. One, there aren't any dingoes in Sheffield. Two, what tent? Three, well, you know what the third point is. And four, can I have my DVD of A Cry in the Dark back now, please? Ah, yeah, you know, now you mention it, I think I may have subconsciously assimilated a few subtle elements from that film. <laughs> like, you know, the entire plot. And the theme tune. But you know what I'm like under pressure? Yeah. Well, you're going to feel the pressure of my boot on your throat unless you sort this mess out. You're going to have to tell the authorities that you made a mistake. No, no, don't you see? Without the dingo, I'm in the frame for your murder. Trust me, I've thought of every possible situation, and the only way this is going to work out is with the dingo. And by you going into hiding for a while until this dies down. Now let's just chill the fudge out and watch a bit of telly. Eaten alive to death by a dingo. Remains of Joe's mangled carcass found at the scene of the attack. Freelogs controlled my emotions, like when Princess Diana died. Police are launching a worldwide dog hunt for the killer. Resembling some sort of semi-humanoid pate, Joe's body was unearthed this morning. Like a loose bag of limbs and offal. Dingo prints were found around the bloodstained tent, leading police to suspect... You have to disappear from public view forever. We need to get out of here. I'll get some money out and we'll just leave the country. Where are we going to go? Anywhere. New York, London, Paris, Munich. Everybody talk about... Ah, pop music. What was that sound? My spine, Nick. My spine. Cool. Well, we're going to need some sort of disguise so that people don't see you walking around alive and well and then realise that you're not dead and then do a DNA test on the body that I dumped in the woods. What? No problem. I've got a disguise right here. Climb in. <laughs> Can I be lit out now, please? In a minute. It's hot. Right, we're here. We're at the cash machine. Oh, that's better. It was hot in there. Yeah, yeah, I'm really sorry. I was using it as storage space for my industrial heaters and I didn't have time to take it all out. I did have time. Right, so how much should we get out? What? Oh, fix it swallowed my card. Okay, zip me back up. We're going into the bank. Next, please. Hello, please can I draw out £300, please? Have you got your card with you? I wish I did have. I wish I did have. Okay, have you got any ID on you? Yeah, sure. What would you like? Passport? Driving licence? Citizen card? Mega travel pass? Multi-pass? 
Rectal scan? If you can just write your first name on this scrap of soil paper, that'll be fine. Oh, okay then. Oh, sorry I've spelt it wrong. Can I have another piece of paper? Nah, it'll do. If you could just put a smiley face at the bottom. Um, okay. That's fine. Sorry, sir, but this account no longer exists. I beg my parding. What about my other account? I'm afraid no accounts exist under that name. Well, I'd like to see the manager, if you don't mind. I am the manager, and I'm afraid I can only serve customers, not riffraff like you. Next. Hello? I'd like to withdraw six guineas happening, please. You can't treat me like this. I've got rights. Animal rights. Please leave the premises, sir. I'll cut you up, so help me God, I'll cut you up. I won't help him. Security! Stay back! Stay back or I'll kill you, I will! Come with me, sir. This way. I'll be back! I'll get you! Don't think you've got the better of me, young lady! I'll be back! But... but I'm a man. I can't believe that. Oh, God! What are we going to do? Don't look at me. I don't know everything. Yes, you do. You're meant to be omniscient. Oh, what? Omniscient. It means you know everything. Oh, well, you learn something new every day. Uh Uh-oh, I forgot to save those people from that earthquake. Oh, well, I'll just put in the report that I was testing them. Cheerio, boys. Wait! Oh, my whole life's been deleted. Look, there's a letter here saying that they're going to cut off the electricity and another one saying that they're going to put the house up for sale. What am I going to do? It doesn't matter to you, does it? You're dead. It's me who has to live with all this. Nick. I am still alive, you know. What do you mean? I mean, it's not just you that has to live with it. But I thought you were dead. No, Nick. I'm just pretending. Oh, but that's why I'm here now, talking to you. Oh, I thought you were a ghost. You know, like Ghost Dad from the hit 1990 film of the same name, Ghost Dad. I'm not a ghost. (laughs) What was that for? I just wanted to see if this shovel passed through you. Like Ghost Dad? Of course not. Uh, it didn't work with Bill Cosby either. Oh, I see. I wondered what Bill Cosby's dismembered body was doing under our sofa. Well, I was trying to keep the fuzz off the trail. Plus, his bloated sense of self-importance gives it a lot of extra padding. Hmm. Yeah, pretty comfy. Anyway, what are we going to do? Well, the police investigation ended about three years ago, so they've stopped looking for him now. I mean about all this. We're going to have to construct another lie so that I can come back to life. You need to go to the papers and the telly and tell them something. Like what? Tell them it was a mistake. You identified the body wrong or something. Why do I have to do it? Because I have to go and bury myself under the ground so I can be dug up by a rescue team. I'm not sure about this. Trust me, Nick. It'll all be okay. Or much, much worse. Right, you call the papers, I'll get the shovels. You can take this one. Catch! Now with me in the studio tonight is a man who was very close to the tragic Dingo Joe, Nick Bowmans. So, um, we've all been following the story of Joe Blisterfeet, who was tragically killed by a dingo last week whilst camping in the outback in Sheffield. Nick, you were a close friend of Joe, weren't you? Yes, 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 we were very close indeed. I would almost class him as my very bestest ever best friend in the whole world. 
But you were also brothers, yes? Yes, yes we were. Only biologically, though. We were separated at birth and raised in very different ways. Joe was brought up by a seamstress in inner-city Detroit and was, to all intents and purposes, an all-American bookworm, whereas, and here's the twist, I was found in a bag of unwashed potatoes and it went downhill from there. Oh, sorry, did you say brothers? Yes. Ah, right, then, no, 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 we weren't brothers, no. So, tell me what it was like that fateful day. I remember that winter because it brought the heaviest snows I'd ever seen. Snow had fallen steadily all night long, and in the morning I awoke in a room filled with light and silence. The whole world seemed to be held in a dreamlike stillness. It was a magical day, and it was on that day that I made the snowman. Um, no, I mean the, the fateful day when Joe was killed. Oh, right. Um, yeah, well, Joe was killed by a dingo, quite literally. What's it like for you coping with that loss? Well, I mean, I've just got to move on with my life. I've just got to face the fact that Joe is dead and gone and he's never, ever coming back, ever. I mean, literally. Oh, uh, but he might. What do you mean? Well, you know, I mean, just don't be surprised if he comes back alive again. Ah, would that it were, Nick, would that it were. But that would be impossible. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's not some elaborate and badly thought out hoax, if that's what you're thinking. <laughs> I mean, flipping Egg Tucker wouldn't dream of it. <laughs> the, um, the thing is... Amazing. Thanks a lot, Nick. I didn't mean it, it just came out. What, it just came out that I'm God, did it? I only said you'd return from the dead. Yeah, and then you said, and I quote... Joe is a living God who will rise again from death and walk the earth for all eternity. I panicked. You know what I'm like under pressure? Like when you stab popular entertainer Lionel Blair in the neck at the Royal Variety performance. Exactly. And I wasn't even in a panic then. What are we going to do? Look, I doubt anyone would have even seen it. And even if they did, yesterday's news is tomorrow's chips. Now, listen. From that interview, I got paid quite a handsome sum of money. How much? Well, not quite enough to get us to New York, London, Paris or Munich. Blah, 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 blah. Ah! Pop music. But we can afford to leave the country. Well, I must say, that was a welcome break. My favourite bit was the bit where we ate haggis, tossed the caber, played the bagpeeps, captured the Loch Ness made-up monster, made some short breed, and went, Okay, didn't you? For ages. I disagree. I think the best bit was where we walked 500 miles and then we walked 500 more. Oh, did I say best bit? I meant interminably horrific racism. Right. So now we're back and yesterday's news is the girl from tomorrow. We can get back to writing our hilarious sitcom. Any ideas? Uh, to be honest, Joe, I haven't really given it much thought what with the trip to Scotland and all the hilarious fish-out-of-water antics which ensued. So, no, I've got no ideas whatsoever. No, me neither. Oh, well, let's watch a bit of telly and plagiarise it word for word. I mean, use it as inspiration. The latest in a long line of celebrities to have come out publicly as Joseph Witnesses. What? We caught up with fellow Joseph Witness, Dale Winton, on the set of his new rubbish quiz show. Dale Winton? I feel now that it's my purpose on this earth to spread the good news about Cash My Gold. Go to cashmygold.co.uk or call the number below for your free gold bag. Pop the gold in the bag... 
Post it to us for your free valuation. No, sorry, we wanted to talk to you about your new religious beliefs. How has converting to a Joseph Witness changed you? Well, I'm still the same guy I always was. Except, of course, now I actively hunt down and sacrifice those who oppose the one true faith and the infallible wisdom of Joseph Lister Street. Be fearful, for he is returning. And that's guaranteed. Cash my God! Many religious leaders have condemned the new religion, claiming it to be an affront to God and a direct attack on whatever religion they happen to be. The popular entertainer, Cabbage Jim, has died today. I can't believe this. I know. Money for old gold. <laughs> what an original idea. Not that. The Joseph Witnesses. This is your fault, Nick. Look, to be fair to me, this is at best 99.9% .9 my fault. Oh, bumfudge, the electricity's gone. They can't just cut off our electricity without telling us. They did send us a letter. Did they? When? Just before we went to Scotland. In fact, you've still got it in your hand, look. Oh, yeah. Well, we can't stay here in the dark. Open up the curtains. Um, Joe, there are some people outside. What people? Well, there seems to be two distinct groups. One has got a 20-foot effigy of you and they're all dancing around it merrily. And what about the other group? Exactly the same. Except the effigy's on fire. It's those Joseph Witnesses off the telly, and no doubt another religious group who've taken exception to them. It's startlingly lifelike. Look. Oh, we're trapped. I can't come back from the dead now. They're going to kill me. Nah, I reckon it'll stop if we just leave it. Ow! That's rheumatating God! Anyway, as I was saying, I reckon it'll stop if we just leave it. Ow! We love you, God. We need to escape. Follow me through this secret passageway. Joe, that wasn't so much a secret passageway, so much as the front door. Where's the angry mob? Have we given them the slip yet? Yeah, I think we've lost them. I'm cold. What are we going to do? We've got no money, the phone, the electricity, the water and the gas have all been cut off. We've got no food and no drink. The house is surrounded by religious nutters and we're lost in the bloody woods. Why did everything have to be in your name, Joe? Because you can't be trusted with a bank account, Nick. I dread to think what kind of mess we'd be in if you were running the show. We've got to do something, Joe. I'm all faint. I can see my life flashing behind me. Me too. And I don't think these dead leaves are going to sustain us after all. Can I have yours then? Help yourself. Thanks. Oh god, that wasn't a leaf. Right, I'm going to put a stop to this once and for all. What are you going to do? Follow me. Joe, are you sure about this? Trust me, Nick. When have I ever been wrong? When you told me that pouring boiling water on my tongue would cure my hiccups? Well, I mean... Or when you said jabbing a knitting needle into my temple would help me sleep? Yeah, but it was or just... Or when you said that I could use molten steel to brush my teeth with. It's all about you, isn't it? It was me who had to ring the Backstreet Dentist, don't forget. 
This is it. Good luck. Thanks. Stop! Everybody just stop. This is very important. There's something I need to tell you all. Hang on a second. What are all these dead bodies? My lord, they are the bodies of the unbelievers. What? They did not obey the teachings of the Joseph Witnesses. Holy war broke out, but we were victorious. Holy war? But I've only been gone an hour. Actually, it's been more like an hour and a half. Ow! What was that for? Do not correct our lord. Oh, that really hurt you, boob. Hang on. Why are you all dancing around that burning effigy? Surely that's theirs. That is our effigy, O oh Great One. For it is written, he shall return and lead us all into the fire, where we shall all be purified by its flames. Where? Where is it written? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I wrote that bit. Now lead us, O oh Lord, into the fire. Um, I'd rather not. Carry him unto the flames. Wait! Wait! There's something I need to tell you. What is your message for us, O oh Great One? Um, well, this isn't easy for me to say, but I'm not your God. <gasps> and I'm really flattered that you've all based your entire belief system around me. And the whole walking into the fire, purified by its flames malarkey, looks like a laugh-a-minute thrill ride. Trust me. But it's all been a hilarious misunderstanding. <laughs> You'll laugh when you hear this. Right. You know sugar puffs? Wait! The effigy's falling onto my house! It is done. The false god is dead. Um, actually, that wasn't me you just killed. That was Nick. So, we cool? Forsaken me. Sorry, Joe. I was just playing Connect Infinity with my nephew Jimmy. What can I help you with? Why is your house on fire? Joe? Joe? Uh oh. And as Nick and Joe's lives reach a premature end, so must my story. It just goes to show that imitating gods isn't always a good thing, even if it can get you hot chicks. Thank you, Master Merling. That was a wonderful story. Although I didn't really understand most of it. Will you tell me another? Oh, please. <laughs> All in good time, little girl. All in good time. There are many more magical stories to tell. But one of the best things about stories is waiting to hear them. Um, no it isn't. Well, you're going to have to wait anyway. The Legend of Nick and Joe was written and performed by Nick Bowden and Joe Lister-Streep, with Simon Atherton as Merlin, Emma Smythe as Little Girl, Matt Risby as God, and Joe Beadle as Valerie. Additional voices were provided by Chelsea Abbott, Anton Belton, Richard Bowden, Mark Kenny, Kirsty MacDonald, Rob Miles, Daryl Robson, Johnny Sire, and me, Sarah Deary. The Legend of Nick and Joe is a Jonic Versal production for Cornucopia Radio. It was recorded by Peter Beeston at Sheffield Live, the Lantern Theatre, the Rutland Arms, and
and the Montgomery Theatre. This work is created under a Creative Commons licence. For more information, visit cornucopia-radio.co.uk slash Nick and Joe. Or Joe and Nick. Okay, Nick is N-I-C and Joe is J-O-E. Is that right? Yeah. Thank you. Stoop Nagel, Stoop Nagel's your new coffee brand. It's grown in the mountains, but we won't say which land. So go out and buy some, you won't be displeased. We swear it won't cause some infectious disease. Happy holidays, friends. Phil Boyd Studge here for one of our longtime sponsors, Stoop Nagel's Coffee. Friends, Stoopnagels has been under fire in the media lately, accused of waging a so-called war on Christmas, all because they are packing their special Christmas blend coffee in an all-white bag. Pundits all over the U.S. are claiming that the brand you've gradually grown to enjoy over the course of 40 years has gone anti-Christmas, but nothing could be further from the truth. In fact, the reason Stoopnagels has packed their special Christmas blend in an all-white bag is to honor the season in the finest way possible by representing snow. Yes, friends, just think of that stark white bag of good old Stoopnagels as a 12-ounce snowflake of coffee reliability. And to help cement that idea in your little pea brains, we're offering, for a limited time, a very special CD recording of that holiday classic, White Christmas, recorded exclusively for Stoopnagels by none other than that world-renowned man in the monkey suit, Zip Doodah himself. Remember, friends, every stark white bag of Stoopnagel's special Christmas blend coffee you buy is a message to those who say we're anti-Christmas. After all, if we were, don't you think we'd call our special Christmas blend something else? That's Stoopnagel's coffee, handpicked in the mountains of Brooklyn by Juan Valdez's little brother, Julio. Try some today. Don't let rich coffee goodness go to your head. Just go out and buy some Stoopnagel's instead. Four pennies per pot, it's that coffee delight. You'll still be up tomorrow if you drink some tonight. Stoopnagel's. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.